What is up, everybody? All right, here's the deal. I am super embarrassed to say that I completely messed up this audio you're about to listen to. Uh, this is one of the first Zoom meetings that I did, um, and it was, of course, it's one of my longer podcasts, too. But during the recording, I could hear myself perfectly fine through my microphone and my uh, audio interface. And then by the time that I get everything all said and done, apparently my webcam was recording me the entire time. So the audio sounds like I'm freaking underwater or something. So I certainly apologize for that. It's pretty brutal. So just kind of wanted you to know that up front. So if you stick through it, I appreciate it. But I can assure you this is not the quality that I like to put out. But whatever. Mistakes happen. Uh, I had a really good time hanging out with my boy Russ. So I appreciate y'all stopping by. Hope y'all enjoy. We'll see you next time. Thank you all for stopping by. My name is Justin Gilly, and you're listening to the Rated JG Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Rated JG Podcast. I'm very sorry for the delay. Uh, I think it's been like a month since I've sat down and recorded. Life comes at you fast. Holidays are crazy. And, uh, yeah, I just really haven't had time to sit down and do this, and I haven't really had much to talk about, for being honest. And that was a big thing that I told myself whenever I started the podcast. I never wanted to do this for any other reason other than I, I it's fun. I want to do it the minute it feels like a job or like I feel like I'm forced to do it, I'm going to stop. And that's probably why I did for a month. So <laughs> that being said, I got my buddy, uh, Mr. Russell Brown of the loud and opinionated with Russ podcast and jumping on with me today. Uh, I actually don't think I've had Russell on here since he has officially started his podcast. He was one of my very first guests that I ever had in the like origin stories of rated JG. I mean, he was way back in the day. I don't think that his podcast was up and running. So it is awesome to have you on Mr. Russell Brown. Thank you for joining me. How you doing, man? I am doing fantastic, sir. I appreciate you bringing me on. And uh, spreading the word of loud and opinionated to your audience. Of course. And if y'all, I'm sure that all my audience has heard me speak about Russell. We, we shout each other out often. He is part of the uh, illustrious, well-known YFB network uh, head with the head honcho, Mr. Brian Little, that's put all that together. So um, the, for those of you that don't know, the YFB network is just a collection of guys and, and gals that have podcasts. Um, we all have similar ideas, thought processes and whatnot. And, um, we're in this group and we just kind of cross promote each other, get the name out there, have each other on whenever we can. Um, there's myself, there's Russell, there is, um, your favorite blockhead, Brian Little, there's casually kicking it. There's the Padler's playbook. There's a couple of other awesome podcasts out there, but it's a, it's a cool little network. And this is my first time bringing somebody on. So glad to have you, Russ. We've been friends forever. We just haven't had a chance to sit and do this. But all of that aside, the main topic that I wanted to bring you on here today is you are one of my fellow delinquents. You love combat sports, just like me. If it's uh, people punching each other in the face, I'm all about it. So whether that be boxing, UFC, Bellator, Ryzen, I don't know. I, I watch it all. I love it all. And you share that with me. 
but that's going to be kind of like the, the, the focal point of this podcast later on. But before we get into all of that, I wanted to take a second and talk to you about your podcast and see how your journey has been. You are, I think, over 20 episodes now, I believe. I am officially at, I think, don't quote me on this. Well, actually, tomorrow will be 28. Um, oh, well over 20. My bad. I thought you were just over it. Maybe I was thinking of 30. Uh, <laughs> well, hang on. Well, while we got it, while I'm, while I'm rambling. Um, but yes, um, it has been a journey. It has been fun. Um, I've, I've, I've recently, I am officially at 28. Yeah. Well, 29 will be tomorrow. Um, nice. But I've, I've, I've recently just kind of been one of those people that when, when, when I first started with everything, um, and as you well know, uh, Brian is such a, such an amazing help in the podcasting community. Um, Brian is one of those people where he, he tells you, you know, do your podcast like you want. Um, and I kind of, I guess I, I guess I really didn't touch on it like I wanted to. I guess I didn't touch on it as as the title of my podcast actually came off as loud and opinionated. Well, we all know that I'm loud. That's not a. I mean, there's no <laughs> second guess on that. I mean, if you're listening to this now, you're probably like, "Damn, I got to turn my radio down." Um, but the opinionated part, I guess I kind of held off on, um, and I tried to be a little bit too PC and politically correct for people that don't know. Um, and I, I, I kind of just said, you know what, to hell with that. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there like I want to, I'm going to put it out there like I feel, um, I'm going to put it out there like people wanted me to actually do when I first started talking about doing a podcast. And that was just put it out there as who the fuck I am. And that's me. And if you don't like it, don't listen, but you're probably going to listen because you probably want to hear what the hell I'm going to have to say. There and, you go. and I think it's. I think it for me, it, it wasn't, it, you didn't want to be a shock jock. Nobody wants to be a shock jock. Nobody wants to be a Howard Stern or a, or a Russ Martin, even though those two men in the radio world are amazing people and they've had illustrious careers. But um, you kind of look at it like that. In the podcasting, in the podcasting community, um, there aren't many people that are shock jocks, but, um, but it's, it's not about being a shock jock. It's just about letting, your opinion be heard. And so sure. when the podcast took off, um, I was a little slow on it and, uh, I kind of had an, my ups and my downs and all that kind of good stuff. But now we're in a direction that, um, I, I don't care. And I think, that's, <laughs> and, and, yeah. I think and, and I think that's the best way to look at it because absolutely dude, that's the best way to look at it. This is what it's all about. And, and I think, and, and, and I, and I always go back to what Brian said, you do these podcasts for yourself because you want your opinions heard. You want to put out your content that you want to do. And for a long time, I was kind of just, oh, and, and, and it was bad. I mean, and you can attest to this in 2020 with sports, it was hard to kind of keep for me being mainly sports, it was hard to keep trying hard to keep conversations going. Yeah. We had, we had a few fights and then all of a sudden sports started to pick back up. But now it's like, I think, I think we are in a spot right now where I think things are going to be smooth sailing. 
Yeah, for sure. Dude, that's awesome. Like, um, just to touch on what you said, I mean, it, during all of that, like, I, basically, the, the point I was trying to get at is, like, how's your journey been? And it sounds like it's been good. You know, it sounds like maybe you had a couple hiccups, you know, but this is what ultimately what you sought out to do. And I think that we all are, if you, if you out there listening are an avid podcast listener or have one of your own, I have personally, I have like two different modes. Um, you, you fall under my category. Rated JG has always been and will always be exactly the way it sounds. Just whatever the fuck I want it to be. When everyone's like, Oh, what's your podcast about? Like, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't know. It could be today. It's this tomorrow. It's that I don't want to be put in a box. Um, that's totally, that probably hurts my numbers. You know, there's people that are strictly, uh, you know, the, what, who's the one in our, uh, our network, the, the Paddler's Playbook. They do like kayaking and they have crazy, crazy numbers. I don't know shit about that. And I don't care to know anything about that, but Hey, they have an audience, but like that would be, if I were to do that, or if you were to do that, it wouldn't be authentic. It's like, you're like forcing it. You know what I'm saying? So loud and opinionated with you. I mean, that's, that's, exactly what it should be it sounds like you kind of got a full grasp on what you want it to be now and that's awesome man if they don't like it fuck them don't don't listen that's not their start your own podcast or listen to something else whatever and and i think with the with the whole journey of the whole thing um i think it, it it's like with anything that um when somebody takes on a new hobby it's one of those things if you're not passionate about it and you don't stick with it then it's not going to turn on. It's not going to turn into anything that you want. Um, so I'm going to mute my mic because I got a burp. All right, there we go. Um, but it's not going to turn into anything that you want. It's not going to turn into the platform that you set yourself out for. And for me, when I started out, it was I set myself out to be PC and try to try to appease with everybody and hey it didn't work out and I got to a point where I was like is anybody listening and then I will say I think a lot of people saw it but uh Spotify did their years in review or whatever and you know not only did people get their year in review from for music they got your year in review for podcasters I got mine I was listening to in four different countries I was like holy shit all right now, how long did they listen? I don't know, but all right, that's something. You know what I mean? Like it, for somebody who has a big ego, for me, that's like, all right, fuck yeah, I was listening mm-hmm. to in four countries. Maybe they only listened to for three seconds, but hey, they listened. And dude, that's only the Spotify stats too. There's Apple exactly. podcasts. There, there, I mean, there's a lot more. I, that's a that's super cool. Good for you, man. So it is, it, it, it literally is what it is and it will turn out to be whatever it's supposed to be. It is what it is. Yeah. That's uh that's, I feel like you and I share a very common, I don't even call it a goal. So, I mean, I honestly don't have a goal. I just really enjoy podcasting and my podcast for what it is. And it, one of my favorite things to tell people is like, Oh my gosh, like what, like when they ask, what is it about? I'm like, whatever. Check it out, man. I don't know. Whatever. Two weeks ago is this. Tomorrow's that. Like, that's the best feeling ever because I, maybe, maybe in a world of like, I am not a routine person. I don't like, I mean, in certain, certain instances I do, um, you know, like, but that most of the time I'm not 
I don't want to hear the same thing over and over again. I don't want to yeah. do the same thing over and over again. So maybe that's kind of, maybe I'm selfishly putting what I want out in the world, if that makes sense. And I feel like you're definitely doing that with, with loud and opinionated. And that's, that's super dope, man. Good for you. I heard that your last episode, I believe it was your last one where you kind of came out and said, you know what, I, I, I kind of lost myself along the way, but middle finger to you. I'm back now. <laughs> yeah, that was last episode. Good, man. Good for you, man. I, I absolutely love it because I promise you on this episode right here, whenever I put in the title UFC combat sports, fight, my numbers suck because nobody listens to them. I don't care because I love this stuff. So, I mean, that's whatever. It, it's super cool. And but, now, yeah. And that's kind of the same thing when I do with the, the wrestling shit. I'm like, I like wrestling. Dude, what a perfect segue. All right. So now that we've got everybody acquainted with you and the YFB network and loud opinionated with Russ, let's get into the bread and butter of what I wanted to talk about today. So it's well documented on my show and on yours. I am a fight fan. It is. I, I don't know why. Always have been as a kid. That's one of my biggest regrets. I wish I would have done it. Like you know, whether it be wrestling or something, I I, I wish I would have done it. And uh, I've just been obsessed with it forever. And boxing is starting to. I don't know if you're a boxing fan yourself. Or right, let's start out with that. Do you do you watch boxing? Boxing. It depends on what it is. Um, I did. Um, I have a fire, a a fire stick, and I did watch Tyson and uh, Roy Jones Jr. on my fire stick. And uh, <laughs> um, I hear you. And it was um, it was what it was. I was gonna watch uh, Errol Spence Jr. just because he is a Dallas Fort Worth. Uh, person and I, I'm, I ended up missing it but uh boxing has come on so i will agree with you on that so the, the the reason i ask that is i am not a like my fan like experiences is 90 percent ufc well mma and the other 10 percent is all the other stuff boxing included um so i mean i i'm i'm out front saying i'm not the biggest boxing fan in the world but i do watch it i know a lot of the names i know um you know, I can, I know a lot more than the casual person. I'll say that, you know what I mean? So that being said, you're a huge wrestling fan. And I wanted to get your opinion on the state of where boxing is. And what I mean by that is you just mentioned without even knowing where I was going with this, you just kind of played to the, the, the question I was asking. You said, Oh, I wanted to watch Errol Spence and Danny Garcia. Well, Errol Spence is arguably top 10 pound for pound in the world. He's yeah. a monster. He's a monster. And that fight was such a, well, granted, it didn't turn out to be what we thought it was going to be, but it was a good right. fight. And Errol Spence ran through him just like we thought he was going to. But everyone else who, you, you know, in recent history, they watched the Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson, who were 50 something plus years old and flabby and doing an exhibition with two minute rounds and no headshots, no knocking each other out. Hold, like, Everyone watches that, and they don't really care about the actual contenders, the actual talent. And I don't mean that in any way uh, derogatory or like, you know, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, get your money. Do you? I totally right. understand. 
But the fact that they package it as like boxing, they're going to knock each other out. Like, you know what? WWE, there it stands for World Wrestling Entertainment. Like it's, if you want wrestling, you're going to go watch collegiate wrestling. You're going to go watch people that are throwing each other on the mat and pinning each other and putting you in a chicken wing. If you want WWE guys flying off of, flying off a freaking cage and beating each other with a, with a bat. Yeah, that's entertainment, and it's, whoa, it's, whoa, whoa, it's marketed whoa, as such, you it's, know? It's not that corny, okay? It's not I that mean, corny. It used to be back in the day when I went 20 years ago when I watched it. I was like seven years old. But um, So uh, the, the question I'm getting at is, like, what do you think about the state of where everything is with the, the Paul brothers who are YouTubers with no experience coming out and fighting these, you know – Joe blows off the street and making all this money and whatnot. Cause I'm conflicted, but I want to know your opinion on it. Um, I'll be honest. When I was watching that event, um, what's his name? Logan Paul. Um, it's Jake Paul. Jake yeah, maybe, Paul. maybe I should have packaged that better for those of you that are listening that don't know. Jake Paul is a YouTuber and he just fought Nate Robinson, who is a former NBA, like all-star. So, Correct. so, segue there you go um so this person has apparently taken his boxing career um very seriously and that's and and, hey all respect to you if you're gonna put the training in if you're gonna do that all respect to you um if you want to tie it into ufc look at it like this many many moons ago um james tomey stepped in the ring with randy couture it was an absolute fucking shit show, and and this was why a boxing person does not step in the octagon. Watching this event, this event, this event strictly, not watching the Errol Spence fight, but watching this event strictly, there were a few fights before that that made boxing look really well, but then you get to the two fights that were your co-main and your main. Um, your main event, I have no excuse for that main event. Your main event is two stars, two icons in boxing who alone are complete and utter Hall of Famers in every sense. But the fact that you put an NBA star and a YouTuber before you had two all-time sports. I'm going to put sports on that. I'm mm-hmm. not going to segregate that to just boxing. Two sports icons. And you put an NBA star and a YouTuber before that. It is embarrassing for the sport. It is it is utter shit that <laughs> you had a YouTuber and an NBA star before two people like Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson, who – if either one of the two turds before that fight would have stepped into the ring with those guys in an exhibition with full pads, with a helmet, with anything mm-hmm. you could have wanted, those two guys in the main event could have knocked those guys out mm-hmm. without a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. And then you have this blonde-headed YouTube fuck who makes millions of dollars <laughs> on 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 retarded people who give him streams and all of this stuff. <laughs> you have this YouTube fuck call out people 
And the and the first name that he calls out is Connor McGregor. And uh, it, it is insulting. It is insulting to anyone who has ever stepped in an octagon, in a boxing ring, in a in a fucking barroom brawl for this YouTube star to sit back and say, I want to take this seriously. I'm calling up Conor McGregor. I'm calling up whoever the fuck he called out. And then the fact that two weeks later, we get this turd who's going to get a fight with Floyd Mayweather. Mm -hmm. It makes absolute no sense for the state of boxing to do anything or have anything affiliated with this. See, I, I hear you, and I, I, I'm. That's why I said I'm conflicted because number one, you have to applaud the guys for getting their money. Obviously, they are marketing geniuses. Look at them. I mean, like they are essentially, in the grand scheme of things, they're nobodies. They're they're YouTubers. Cool. Like then that's it's great. You you video yourself and put it on the internet. And a lot of people watch it. That's awesome. I I get that. But they've they're average Joes that are going in there and fighting against professional athletes. Well, well, excuse me, Jake Paul did. I don't know who Logan Paul fought, but whatever. It doesn't matter. He's 0-1 or whatever. It wasn't Logan Paul. It was, it was Jake. Jake Paul has 14.1 million um, followers on Instagram. That's crazy. That's nuts, dude. Do you, how many of those 14.1 followers do you think bought that pay-per-view? Well, the thing is, the price point of that pay-per-view was great. It was 50 bucks as opposed to 85 or 95 or whatever. So I think a Regardless, lot of- how many of those 14.1 viewers bought that pay-per-view? Yeah, that's true. But did you not see the numbers come out, though? No, I haven't seen the numbers. It was like 1.5 million. So, I mean, they, they crushed. I mean, that, that's, that's light years ahead of any UFC match in, in recent history. That's – it was – they're smart at what they do and they got themselves in front of the public to do these things. And, and then of course, Jake Paul has that knockout, which I wish wouldn't have happened because now we're never going to ever hear the end of it. It's just, Oh, I'm, I'm the real deal, whatever. But okay. So on the Logan Paul match back in the day, not Jake Logan's people don't even realize Billy Joe Saunders was the co-main event. Billy Joe Saunders is a freak of nature. He's top 15 pound for pound. You know, he trains with Tyson Fury up there and wherever the, the, the gypsy king, gypsy king, I can't even talk. Gypsy king trains. I mean, Billy Joe Saunders got no looks at all. So like on one hand, it's embarrassing because like, I'm never going to be the kind of person that would buy that fight. I didn't buy either one of the fights. I don't care about Mike Tyson. I don't care about Jake Paul or Logan. I really don't. But then everyone, all you have all these homers that are like, oh, well, what about what about when Connor fought? Oh, you mean one of, if not the pound for pound best fighter at that time? You mean a guy who has a piston for a left hand that knocks out dudes twice his size? You mean somebody that's the best striker, arguably, in the last five to ten years in the UFC? Yeah, that's a legitimate professional athlete that fights for a living fighting Floyd. Did he have a chance? Probably not, but they have the puncher's chance, quote unquote. So like that's way different. So that's not even how do you even put those two in the same ballpark? You can't. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's the equivalent of being, you know, taking some local guy at the bar that has a, a YouTube channel with a good following and saying, Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out back and have Clayton Kershaw try to, you know, strike me out real quick. You wanna pay fifty bucks and watch it? No, I don't give a shit that you play baseball in high school. Like, you know, <laughs> like this is that's a a, a random dude taking on a professional athlete. Those are two, like, it's, they're not 
the same two thing. different worlds. Yeah. Yes, it's the this is the only sport where that's even remotely plausible. Getting in the ring and fighting someone. I mean, I will say Logan. I mean, Jake Paul flatlined Robinson. <laughs> but he, and that's Robin, the thing. And that's the bad thing about it is, is he flatlined a guy who, who had been training boxing for a few months. But this was a guy who was an NBA star. He was the only uh, two- or three-time NBA dunk champion. This isn't a boxer. This guy and, – and that's the thing that, like, kills me about it is because, like, you put this person in there and they say, oh, yeah, we're going to do this and this and this. You're putting this – you're putting someone who has been training for a few months – Against someone who's been training for probably a few, I'm not going to say many years, but maybe a year, a year or two. Mm-hmm. And he, and I'm not going to give the, I'm not going to like knock the guy. I mean, yeah, he looked decent in a in a boxing match, but let's put let's put Logan Paul in a match with a, just some spare pro boxer. Let's see how that goes. The worst pro boxer you could find. Yes. He would still get that work. He, he would, would get, get worked. I mean, not even a question. That That's exactly the point I'm getting at is, like, it sucks being a combat sports fan right now because – well, excuse me, a boxing fan. UFC, boxing. MMA, MMA, killed it. They're, they're, they are the gold standard. Boxing is becoming a shell of what it used to be. You know, even – even the like the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury things like it, it's it was so sick that first fight that they had that turned into a draw which you know Fury should have won those but I mean Deont- but Deontay dropped them like a sack of potatoes which made you come back for a second one nobody knew who these people were before that I mean if you were a delinquent like we are yes you knew but like that's not a household name at the time and then you find out about Tyson Fury's backstory and then Deontay but then like even now it's they get their big deals. It's, you know, you've got your, oh, I'm with ESPN. Oh, I'm with Showtime. So they get these huge egos and these huge promoters that know they're worth so much. So therefore you won't get the fights you want. You, we, Pacquiao and Mayweather, we got a, you got Pacquiao with a banged up shoulder and Mayweather, they're all, they're like 50 years old and they finally fought and it was terrible. Like we should have that fight seven years before it happened. But boxing does that. I mean, let's 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 be honest. Let's let's see what let's let's talk about what boxing has become. Because if you think about it like this, when when we had Pacquiao Mayweather, okay, that was that was your that was that was America's first taste of boxing. Oh shit, boxing's coming back. We have Floyd Mayweather. Oh, we got Manny Pacquiao, and then you have Manny Pacquiao Mayweather too. Boom. Okay, and then you have Connor. And Mayweather. Oh shit! But then, for people that followed boxing but not really followed boxing, there was this big ass fucking dude named Tyson Fury who was out there just murking motherfuckers, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, "Oh, heavyweight boxing. Okay, mm-hmm. what? Who? What was Mike Tyson? Heavyweight boxing." Mm-hmm. When we had all those draws before you and I were even watching UFC, when we were still in diapers, mm-hmm. there were people spending shit tons of money watching Tyson fights, mm-hmm. watching Holyfield fights. 
And then all of a sudden you have this guy named Tyson Fury coming out and he's just beating the shit out of people. And then you have this guy named, named Deontay Wilder and he's just beating the shit out of people. And then you have a few others who I can't even remember their names. And you're like, holy shit, boxing is coming back. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And then all of a sudden you give me this. Mm-hmm. You give yeah. me this. Do you think that it takes away from like the authenticity of what bo- what boxing is? Like, I mean, it kind of makes you. It, I don't know. The way that I look at it is, it kind of like taints the way that I look at the sport as a whole. Because now I'm like, okay, is say Deontay does step in the ring, is he is he gonna take a fall? You know, even if he say say he say he gets a liver shot and he just falls over and crumbles, is that because he wants to set up the next fight with a a YouTuber that was hitting him up saying, "Hey, I can give you thirty million. Like, it's not even it doesn't even seem like real is what I'm saying anymore. It seems very and the, like three or four steps ahead. Like it's it's not even it's weird. I don't I don't know. The hardest part that we have right now in 2020 is is keeping an audience and. I think with a lot of things, and we know this, and we can touch on this here shortly afterwards, but we know this with UFC. The hardest part in 2020 right now is keeping an audience. For boxing, keeping themselves relevant, because of the times that we have right now, with COVID, with everything that's going on, you're not going to get your big, massive title fights in Vegas. You're not going to get Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury 3. You're not going to get... You know, you're not going to get a bunch of big, huge main event fights. UFC is a UFC is a is a key um, element of that. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we both know Dana came out after the last event and said, "Hey, we're going to have to start doing some major cuts." Attendance for these events is what pays, and I guarantee you this. If it was not in the era that we have going on right now with COVID and all that kind of shit, if this fight with all with with the the three or four um, amateur boxers that were before that, and mm-hmm. then this bullshit with Logan Paul and Nate Robinson, and then Tyson and Roy Jones, if that could have happened with fans, that would have been a massive. massive draw. But the fact that they had it in a building that had screens all around it, white ropes and everything, many boxing fans are probably not going to say, you know what, I want to spend the $50 to watch it. They're not going to. Right. But if... And it's and and I and I will tie this into wrestling as well. Wrestling is taking a hit too, and it's all because you have this error right now where you they don't have fans. Wrestling is taking a big hit because of merchandise sales, ticket sales, and it's mm-hmm. the same thing that's going through with boxing, with UFC. Hell, what's going on with probably the NFL? But they don't want to say anything about it. Mm-hmm. With NHL, with all sports right now. It's hard to keep crowds interested and keep things going, but it's probably about a thousand times harder with people that have pay-per-view events. Yeah. 
And that's where that, that is the exact point I was getting at earlier when I say like, I have to somewhat, you know, like the, the fight fan in me says, you know, screw those guys. But the businessman in me says, Hey, my hat's off. Like, I mean, they figured it out and they're getting paid, getting paid for it, you know, like that. So, so, I mean, I get that, but so for everything that boxing isn't MMA is, they are and always have been and hopefully always will be the gold standard for what the combat sports needs to be. I feel like the way that Dana White handled everything over Corona was insane. I really do. I think he was great. I it think was the best he, in sports. I think that he just, I mean, he, 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 rent, he basically bought an island. Who does that? I mean, like this guy, he was like, you know what? We will find a way. We will. That, that speaks to like the small business owner in me. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you say I can't do this. Well, we'll find something. I mean, got to eat. Gotta no, it was, it no, it was literally the best in sports because there were MLB, NBA, WWE, NFL, all of those guys were kind of modeling what mm-hmm. they did with UFC. And mm-hmm. all of them were owners around every sports league were scrambling, trying to figure out what the hell was going on. And Dana hit the Dana hit the nail directly on the head and he nailed it. Absolutely. And that's so the way that he sets it up is one thing. But then also I mentioned earlier, like with boxing, it's oh, you've got number one ranked fighter fighting YouTuber, number two ranked fighter fighting a random guy that's a, you know, a defector from Cuba because he's got a big, like, it's not even like, it's not the way that it should be. You want contender, you want fights that are going to draw you in. You want guys that are going to compete. And UFC does that. This weekend is a perfect, perfect, perfect example for that. You know, Charles Oliveira, Tony Ferguson, Oh my God, that could be a billion dollar fight. I mean, dude, I'm sleeping on the street. That's the a main event of fight. And, and it's a co main event because the main event's great too. Davidson Figueroa was a monster. Like, I love that. And that's what you want to see. And this, I think Dana's done such a good, do- good job at setting himself up to make his stars household names. Everybody on this card is honestly, honestly, other than Tony Ferguson and maybe JDS. Probably not a lot of people know these guys, but they're all freaks. And we'll let's let's go into that. Let, let's start with the, the a little bit of a breakdown of the card. So on on the the prelims that are available on ESPN Plus, um, there's only two that I wanted to touch on really. Um, this is a great a great fight. I don't know how much you are familiar with um, like women's like I don't want to say like UFC. Obviously, you know like Joanna and people like that. But Mackenzie Dern is a freaking monster. She is she is one of the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners on the planet, and she's fighting somebody, Verna Jandaroba. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who that is, but she's apparently nasty on the ground too. She so much one. I was gonna say so much so that Mackenzie Dern is an underdog in this fight. And I'm like, okay. So I've said it on here many times. I'm not a huge women's fight fan. Um, typically they end in a, in a decision. It's not really like you, on that note, Weili Zhang and Joanna was one of the best fights I've ever seen in my life, but it went to a decision as well. So I think I'm just, I like the like finishes and stuff, but dude, Mackenzie Dern and Verna, like this is going to be, this is what you want to see. You know, this is one of those ones where the casual fans like, Oh, why are they on the ground? They're just hugging each other. Well, 
one of these girls is going to grab a hold of one of their limbs and rip it off. So like, that's one I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to. And I don't know about you, but I think that Mackenzie Dern is going to pull that one off because she's just on a streak. I think she's like nine and one or something like that. Mackenzie Dern is nine and one. Um, when you, when you kind of look at this card, it was kind of it was kind of suspect up in the air. It was kind of one of those ones where you were like, eh, "What's going to happen?" Right. And then you had um, you had my balls is hot, Mister Derek Lewis <laughs> and, and Curtis Blades. Um, what the actual fuck? Um, sorry, I'm watching something else on my phone, but that is surprising as shit to see that. Um, um, I'm watching wrestling. Sorry, guys. I'm watching wrestling. Oh, um, I, 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 I mean, it's it's a Wednesday, so there's a lot of shit that goes on. Around. Oh, okay. There's, there's well, two different- all right, guys. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Rated JG. My my guest is completely off the rails here. I'm just kidding. But no. Um. But when you look at this card, at first you were like, okay, are they going to add Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis to this card? Please right. get. Add Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis to this, please, God. Well, it hasn't happened. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, so then you look at this card and you're like, wait a minute now. This card doesn't look that bad. Um, Chase Hooper is fighting Peter Barrett. Chase Hooper's 9-1. and one. I've seen a couple of Chase Hooper's fights, Hopper, Hooper, or whatever you want to say. It's Hooper, yeah. Ben uh, Askren's son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his little his little boy. Um I like Chase Hooper, Hopper, Hooper, whatever. You can't um, help it. And then you have Tisha Torres, who's also on that card. Mm-hmm. Tisha Torres is fighting Sam Hughes. I don't know who Sam Hughes is, but I like Tisha Torres. Mm-hmm. You know who else is fighting on this card? Cub Swanson. Dude, that's Cub the one I had Swanson. next. And yeah. then and then you get to Mackenzie Dern. This card mm-hmm. is, for a UFC hardcore fan, mm-hmm. this card is stacked. It's got a good card to it. Um, yeah. And I am excited to see Mackenzie Dern fight. Um, I like Mackenzie Dern. I've always liked Mackenzie Dern. Um, I don't know who her um, Vierna and yeah. If you said her last name a thousand times, I'd probably get it wrong all thousand. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited for this. I'm excited for that fight. I want to see Mackenzie Dern fight again. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for her division, it's she's a. She is one of those members of that division that makes you think, why hasn't she made it up to a title fight yet? Yep. She is nine and one. Yep. So, I completely agree. So for me, that one there is probably, to me, that one should be pushed to the main card because I don't know where the main card starts because of the list that I'm looking at. But It's, uh, it's JDS. So JDS is the first yeah. one on the card? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know where the main card starts on that. Well, now I do, but like think looking at it, I was like, man, that one could be a first fight on your main card. Yeah, and then you you mentioned Cub Swanson. Cub Swanson has what I call fighter syndrome, where he doesn't know when to hang it up. Uh, he's got uh, he he's in that group with Donald Cerrone, with JDS, with you know Clay Guida, with all those people. You know Diego Sanchez. Like, oh my God, y'all are turning into Mayweather and. Roy Jones, like y'all are shells of the human beings you used to be. You are one right hook away from some freaking CTE that you can't reverse. You know what I mean? Like y'all are, it's not even fun to watch them anymore. All I do when I watch them, I'm like, oh shit, stop. I don't want to, don't hurt him. He's got kids at home. Oh my God. Like it makes me like cringe. But Cub Swanson, 
I think this is the last fight on his contract, if I'm not mistaken. And Daniel Pineda is a beast, and he's going to kill him. And Cub Swanson has been the only saving grace he might have. Cub Swanson's been training with freaking uh, T-City. He's been hanging out with Brian Ortega. Really? Yeah. And Brian Ortega is also a featherweight, too. So, um, yeah, if you're getting some some pointers from T-City, uh, he might have a little bit more pep in his step than I can that, that meets the eye, but I still think if I was a betting man, Pineda all day, not even close. Yeah, um, I, I, I am a fan of uh, Daniel Pineda, so I think I'm going to have to stick with that one too. All right, well, that gets us into the main event. Hang on, hang on, wait a minute. I'm going to ask your opinion though. Okay. Do you, do you think Ben Askren's son's going to get him another win? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that guy that he's fighting is uh, light years behind Hooper on the ground. Hooper is a, a grappler for sure. And he is – the guy he's fighting is considered a striker, and Hooper's not terrible on his feet. So I think if you're not terrible on your feet and you're insanely better on the ground, huh, let's see. I think that – and and another thing, this, this kind of talks to Dana White, I don't think that they would feed him to the dogs right now. So I think that this will probably be a little tune-up for him and then make Hooper a household name. He's 21 years old, dude. Like, he he's a baby. Twelve. He's a baby. So I'm excited for that one, too. And these are all free fights up until – well, if you, if you have ESPN Plus. But, um, but, all right, so now we're getting into the part here. We're on the main card. And I'm going to ask you your predictions on each one of these. And we'll start with the first one, which is – JDS versus Cyril Gain. Give me two seconds to grab a beer. Go for it. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Martin House Brewery, which provided Russell with a mix and match six pack puppy chow. And, oh, never mind. He's got a Miller Lite. See, that was quick, y'all. I didn't Cheers. I didn't take any time. And I, I didn't I didn't get one of my craft beers. I got one of my Miller Lights. I know. You you were left you left and I was like, this is sponsored by Martin House Brewery, where Russell got his and then you came back with <laughs> I got a Miller Light because I knew those were coldest. Um JDS. J D S. I I will say this. I like Junior Dos Santos for the sport of MMA. Mm -hmm. I like Junior Dos Santos for a gateway to the heavyweights. But I don't like Junior Dos Santos as a gateway to the heavyweights. I think JDS, if you're going to tell me that JDS is going to be able to hang in the top five of the UFC heavyweights right now, then I think you need to reevaluate how you watch UFC fights. Okay. Um, I have never seen Cyril Gain fight. He is 6-0. and But I will tell you this right now. I have seen JDS fight. I have watched every JDS fight from the last fight that I saw live when I saw our boy, Stipe. Bitch, I'm from the land! <laughs> Knock his ass out in the AAC Center. 
That was so long ago, too. That was like 2013. I have watched every JDS fight for since then. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoy Junior Dos Santos, but there is no possible way that that man can hang in the top five of this division anymore. I no. don't give a shit. Okay, I, I, I give you this. He does have a win over Derek Lewis. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. But his last three, he's lost to Francis, he's lost to Curtis Blades, and he's lost to Rosenstruve. Mm-hmm. You're, you, you're, not, you're not anything to me but a gateway now. Yeah. I love you, brother, but JDS, man, you're, you're a gateway now. He's got, dude, he's so old, too. I mean, he's just, he's got so many miles on him. And I I don't know if you know this or not, but you know who Cyril Gaines' main training partner is? No, sir. That will be Francis Ngannou. So that fool is stepping into the octagon with Ngannou on a daily basis. You think that he has anything, any remote scare or, like, fear of stepping in that octagon with JDS? No. I, I'm, I think, I mean, I could be wrong. But let me let me get your what, what's your what's your uh, your call for that fight? Um, I've never seen Cyril Gain, but I'm gonna go with Mr. Cyril Gain. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I mean, I'm with you. I, I'm JDS, going as far as they didn't get out of two rounds. No, and that's what I was just about to say. Um, JDS's chin just wasn't what it was before, and um, I'm I'm also I'm also going to give a little props to. Derek Lewis on this because I think if you put JDS in a fight with Derek Lewis now, I don't think it ends the same way. No, I don't think so either. Um, all right, so we, we're both going gain on that one. All right, the next, I'm super excited for this fight. Super excited. It's uh, Kevin Holland fighting out of Fort Worth, Texas, and Jacare Souza. So Man, we're we're talking to some old heads here. I mean, like these guys between Jacare and JDS, they're like a hundred years old. So, and they've been in the game forever. But I'm interested to see what do you, what do you do you know much about uh, Kevin Holland? Are you a fan? And what yes, do you have? yes, yes, especially him being out of DFW. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I I like Jacare Souza though. There's just something about him. You know, he's he's one of those he's one of those fighters that. If you look at him, he's real quiet. You know, he doesn't, you know, he's not one of those people who talks a lot of shit, but he backs it up in the ring. The guy is 26 and eight in his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, he backs it up in the ring. Yeah, he's been out there a while, but, but Kevin Holland's, Kevin Holland's done the same thing. Kevin Holland is 20 and five in his career. Mm-hmm. So if I had, if I had to make a, if I had to make a bold prediction right here, I am going to stick with my Texas guy and stick with Kevin Holland on this one. Um, I, I don't like going against Mr. Souza, but uh, I do like saying his last name, though. But uh, Kevin Holland, man, you got to go with the Texas guy, and I always have. And I always yeah. will with the Texas guy. Dude, Kevin Holland's a fucking beast, and he's going to be a household name before too long. If he wins this fight, you heard it here, he's fighter of the year. He's going to beat out Hamzat Shimaev. He's going to be fighter of the year. This will be There's five. No, stop. This stop. will be five. This will be five wins. Five. And you know who his last win was against? Mr. UFC highlight, the most watched highlight of UFC history, Joaquin Buckley with the spinning back kick that knocked the dude out and killed him on his feet. Kevin Holland dropped that dude. That was his last knockout. I'm telling you, I'm a huge Kevin Holland fan. I think that the, like his body type for that 
division is very weird. He's long and lanky. He's kind of like my boy Sugar Sean in his division. Like he's so like he just built. Like look at Jockery. Jockery is jacked and he's you know good on the ground and everything. Kevin Holland looks like Slenderman out there. You know what I mean? Jockery is huge, and that's what's weird. He's jacked, dude. He is so large for that division. Yeah, when the way that he walks into that. Crate the cage too, like the, the crocodile or whatever. I think that's what Jockeray means is crocodile, right? Or or alligator or whatever. Don't give me but one. I, but he walks in there all. I'm like, oh shit! I didn't want nothing to do with that. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think Kevin Holland's winning that too. All right. So next, this is going to be my this is my sleeper fight for the card. Um, this is uh the the Moi Moikana or Moi what? What I don't even know how to say it. But that had not – what the hell is his name? Renato. Yeah, Renato Moicano, I think. And then uh, he's fighting the Fiziev. Dude, yeah. that Fiziev guy or Fiziev, however you say it, that is a – he's a freak. Like if you look up just his kickboxing accolades and his kickboxing highlights, you could be there all day. I'm not talking octagon fights. This is straight – Kickboxing, he is a monster. He's he's gonna be one of those ones to watch. Um, I don't, I honestly don't know much about the other guy. Uh, just straight up, but um, I don't know if you have any back history on either one of those or what you know about. I don't those. have any back history on either one of these guys, to be honest with you. Well, you got some homework to do after we get off this podcast. You've got to go look up Fiziev. That guy is he's. You ever seen uh Stylebender's uh kickboxing highlights? Yeah. Like straight kickboxing, dude. This, he's not a big guy, but he is straight murking people, just dropping yeah. them. I'm like, I, and I think that him and this other, uh, Moikana or Moikana, whatever his name is, I think they're both like under 15 fights a piece. They're fairly, am, am, I, am I wrong? I don't know if you have stats in front of you. I have a little bit of stats on me. Uh, Renato is 14 and 3 and 1, and then, uh, Rafael is 8 and 1. Oh, okay. So Raphael was the one I was thinking of. I guess I thought they both were pretty, um, pretty green, but that is one that, um, I don't know. Well, I guess it's kind of, I set you up for something that you don't really know too, too much about, but <laughs> Fizzy, I think he had a big one. <laughs> so who you going with? All right. Do, do a few little plugs real quick. Cause I got to run and hit the head for five seconds. Okay. Well, give me your pick. Oh, and he, he's running off and he's muting me. So see, that's what you get whenever you're doing a, a Zoom call. The the way that the world is is uh, turning now. So, all right, just to kind of recap, we've got first fight JDS and Cyril Gain. We both went with Cyril Gain. Second fight DFW native Kevin Holland and Jacare. We both picked Kevin Holland. Uh, third fight, he doesn't really know either one of these guys, so I'm picking Fiziev. What a fun name. But, uh, yeah, that is where we're sitting at at the moment. Sorry, I know I'm sure I've lost a lot of you along the way because I know that fighting is not everybody's forte, but it's my thing. But like you said, I'm going to take this time to plug. If y'all haven't already, go support your boy. I got a bunch of new stuff on the website. Uh, We just released those Comfort Color sweaters and – Everyone has been asking how they fit their sweaters, their unisex. They're on the website. Um, and leave a review, subscribe to the YouTube, the 
Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, you can find me on there. But I got my guest back. So, where did you leave off? Sorry, studio audience. (laughs) Even though we don't have a studio audience. Right. Um, So, Moicano or Fiziev? You know, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go against you on this one. I'm gonna say Renato Caliano or however. Oh that's shit! Okay, so we 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 meet a uh, at the crossroads here. Okay, that is that was my sleeper fight. Honestly, I don't know who's gonna win, and I, that's that's one I'm really looking forward to watching because I think that this is gonna be. It's not gonna go to a decision. It's gonna be a heck of a fight. Uh, but this leads us into. El Kakuri, Mr. Tony Ferguson versus Charles Oliveira. I swear to you, I, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not just saying it because we're on the podcast. I do not remember the last time I've been this excited for a fight. I really don't. Because the UFC's lineup recently has been shit. It's been the worst. So I am super, super Super excited for this. Tony Ferguson coming off of his first loss in God knows how long against um, Justin Gaethje. Yeah, not one to hang your hat on. That's a, that's a pretty good guy to lose to. And basically, he got carted off there dead on his feet because um, he was hanging on by a thread. He was facing, yeah, facing Charles Oliveira, who is on a freaking tear. I think he's like, like five wins in a row. And whenever you think of this division, and the word jujitsu gets brought up. It is an immediate correlation to Tony Ferguson. Immediately. 100%. I mean, Darsh chokes, fucking anacondas, triangles, guillotines, Imanari rolls. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's the weirdest human being to ever walk the face of the planet. And he just so happened to pick the best sport ever. So we get this guy who needs to be probably in a mental asylum. And he gets to, instead of that, he's in an octagon fighting people. And we get to watch it for our entertainment because he is the freaking weirdest person on the planet. And he's so talented. And he's facing the one dude who might have better Brazilian jiu-jitsu than he does. I, I swear to you, I, it's a flip of a coin. And that's coming from a freaking diehard Tony fan. I have no idea where to put my money on this one. My heart says Tony, but my mind says Oh, Charlie, oh, he's young and Tony's 37 and he just got the shit beat out of him by Gaethje. So I don't know. Where are you looking at? He did just get the shit beat out of him by Gaethje. Um, but you know, but you know, Charles, Charles Oliveira's last fight or his last loss, excuse me, was 2017. Damn. I did not know that. He's had wins, and and you know who you know oddly enough who his last loss was against. I don't Paul. know Kevin Lee. Oh, I said Kevin Lee. Hey, but dude, that's a good guy to, to lose against, man. Paul Felder's a scrappy. Charles Oliveira has wins against Clay Guida, Jim Miller. Um, I'm kind of scanning through, but his last two win Hall was, of Famers. Oh, I have one hundred percent. Yeah, two Hall of Famers. But his last. His last uh, win was against Kevin Lee in March of 2020. Um, looking at this fight, it is probably why it, when, when we talked about this, I think we may have t- talked about this before 
we even got to even talking about UFC. This fight here could be a main event fight card, or it could be a main event fight. Um, with your boy El Kui Kui and Mr. Charles Alvera, I think to me, it's going to depend on who has the. I don't. <laughs> I love it. Hey, CK, I, it's, it's, I told you, dude. That's what makes this fight so awesome. It's like, what do you, what's going to happen, man? You know, I'm I'm looking at Sheer Dog, and I've always kind of went back to Sheer Dog for a few things. Um, just looking at Sheer Dog, Charles Oliveira has 29 wins. 28% of those are TKOs, or 66% of those are submissions, and seven of those are de- are by decision. If I go over to your boy, if I can get there fast enough, install. Um, that was Oliveira? That was Oliveira. Oh, okay, okay. If you go to Tony Ferguson, and you look at Tony Ferguson's stats through Sheer Dog. 48% of his 25 wins are TKO. 32% of his 25 wins are submission. Five, or I'm sorry, 20% are submission. That would be a 12 TKOs, eight submissions, five decisions. Wow. The records for these two guys are like minuscule apart. It is so hard for you to give up. I, I, I would really, okay. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to look while we're sitting here talking. But the, the – The betting line? But the betting line has to be – it yeah. has to be an even line. I bet There's it, no I, way that... – I, I don't know because I haven't – I mean, and it changes daily. But I bet you they've got Oliveira as a slight favorite, if I'm not mistaken, um, just because Tony is coming off that, that loss and – Oliveira is coming off an incredibly, you know, insane string of wins. But do you know what what interests me the most about Oliveira and Tony is they're so unorthodox. Um, obviously, none, none more so than Tony. But if it's standing up, Tony's one of the only guys that I know that can stand up with somebody, you know, face-to-face. And next thing you know, he's throwing an Iminari role that he – gets out of and then somehow stands back on his feet and does a spinning back elbow and cuts your face yeah. open. And then, like you can't, you literally can't train for that. You no, he's not, he, no. And, and I think it was on the last little uh, fight night that I watched. Um, and we, I, I want to ask you about that here in a second, but in the last little fight night I watched um, Dominic did a, uh, just a small Dominic Cruz did a small snippet on like how Tony Ferguson fights and like, how the unorthodox methods that he does in there where he does throw in those spinning back elbows. Mm-hmm. And when the more you watch, the more you're like, yeah. And that's what it's. How do you have a game plan going in to fight this guy? Exactly. And then Oliveira being such a nasty jujitsu artist on the ground. So when you're on the ground, you're thinking submission, you're thinking ground and pound and whatever you, you're trying to you know assert your dominance. Well, I don't know who's more comfortable. This is going to sound terrible. Who's more comfortable on their back? Like, because Tony, if he's on, I mean, he, he'll lay down in the middle of the ring. Be like, come on, let's yeah. go. And and like, if, if Oliveira's on the, on his back, he's going to be okay. I'm going to try and slip. I'm going to get you in a you know a triangle or an anaconda, whatever. 
Tony will go for that anaconda, no, it's not working, and the next thing you know, he's slicing you with his elbows from his back. Like, he's so aggressive from such a defensive point of view, which makes him so scary because, you know, if Oliveira's on the ground trying to do his thing, Tony's a black belt, and he's a 10th planet jiu-jitsu Eddie Bravo black belt. He is so legit. And when you're down there trying to, okay, let me get his wrist, let me put his arm in. Next thing you know, dude's just hammering you with elbows. Like, feel your elbow. It's not the softest thing in the world, dude. Imagine getting one of those across the forehead when you're trying to fucking choke somebody or something. Especially a Tony Ferguson. (laughs) Dude, I can't wait, man. This is like a knife. Dude, I'm telling you. Go look at Poirier's face. Go look at freaking um, uh, Cerrone, uh, Anthony Pettis. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. And then he looked just like a horror movie. Like a meat cleaver got taken to their head, man. So, but, uh, but. Looking at the, looking at the uh, odds, though, uh, right now they have uh, Ferguson plus 188. Oh, that's a, okay. That's, so, so Charles is the favorite, but yeah. um, what, what, are you, what are you going with? What, what's, your, what's your loud and opinionated opinion? See what I did there? I do. Uh, <laughs> my opinion right now is as much as it doesn't, as much as it doesn't stick with my gut, um, I'm just too much of a Tony Ferguson fan to go against him. I'm with you. Yeah, that's just me. I mean, I'm just too much of a Tony Ferguson fan to go against the guy. I want to see the guy succeed. I, I was, I mean, you and I were both begging for him versus Khabib, and we never got it. How which time? Yeah, all fourteen thousand times. Back in two thousand one, yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm serious, man. I, I could you nailed it on the head. I, I don't care if if Tony stepped in there with Khabib or with Gaethje again. I'm picking Tony. I just I I love the guy. He's got you know the old saying, "Oh, he's got a screw loose." No, he doesn't even have screws. He he's just loose. He's the craziest yeah. person ever, and I I think that. He has such a huge chip on his shoulder because he's gotten just – if you look up his career, no one has gotten fucked over like Tony Ferguson. Literally nobody. He has – how has he not got that shot yet? He's 37. Like this is this is kind of – this is shit or get off the pot right now, man. He's got to do it. So The, ter- the term we use in uh, <clears throat> fans is jobbed. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's one of those – it's one of those terms. Oh, you froze on me. He's frozen. Are you back? Hello? Can you hear me? Technology? Oh, no. Come on now. Come on back. Oh, shit. Sorry, guys, if you're still listening, I'm trying. He just straight up froze on me. I'm trying to get him back in here. I don't know what happened. I'm getting a phone call. Hello, Russell Brown. It's not your recording, but it just it ended. That's my dog. You just froze. Yeah, well, they was saying. Like you said, I froze, uh-huh. and you were still moving. And then I kept moving to say, hey, I'm still here, I'm still here. And then all of a sudden your face froze and I couldn't hear you talk. All right. Well, I get. I mean, I guess I'm still on here recording. So. 
It says I'm connecting, so I'm trying to get it connected back up. Well, I got the phone on. You're on speaker right now, talking into the mic, so. <laughs> I mean, close my Zoom to try to reconnect this. That's weird. I wonder why that happened. Uh, let's see. How long have we been going? Uh, Maybe about an hour? Sorry, guys, we're having some technical difficulties here. So, but talking about that fight, we'll we'll try to we'll try to keep it going like we're doing here. Um, I'm I'm very excited for it. I think it's gonna be good. Um, but the main event is slowly growing on me. Man, it's it's one of those. The, the main event is honestly. I don't even think it's going to be a competition. I think Davidson Figueredo is so light years ahead of his competition in that division. I think that he's going to just hold that belt like like Mighty Mouse held it, dude. Like he's just a freak. And, and and I have to agree with you because one thing for me is I did not have any kind of clue who Davidson Figueredo was, um, and so I started kind of watching some older fights, and um, all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to watch his fight coming up. And so I watched the entire card with him, and uh, the Brandon Moran guy was fighting on the same card. So I was like, okay, you know, this guy here has been a contender for this division. Let's see what's going to happen here. Um, and Brandon Moreno had just an absolute demolishment showing. Yep. In the main card, and it was just like one of those women where you're like, okay. Very <laughs> I, I, I like seeing I like seeing a a clear and dominant type group of guys come out of this division because I mean, like you just said, we had nothing but mighty mouse for so long. Right. And and so when Moreno comes out and then he wins. He wins just it wins just decisively, I guess if that's what we're looking for. Right. You're like, okay. And then he calls it he calls he calls out Davidson Figueroa and you're like, all right, well, let's see what happens. And then Davidson Figueroa just fucking murks the guy yep. and gets him in a choke in what was it, like a minute and a half? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. It's like he's his nickname's the God of War. First off, like how crazy is that? And then he does his blonde hair with the red stripe. Like he he's a and the way that, like, the fashion that he wins in, the way that he beats people is how a champion wins. You know what I mean? It's like it's like the way Francis is beating people, even though he's not a champion. The way Francis wins is there – leave no doubt. You know what I mean? Like, he is dropping people. He's ripping their arms off. He's submitting them. He's knocking them out. He's doing crazy stuff. Like, he's doing it the way it needs to be done. And for for that vision, that is that little thing that oh wait a minute, we may have something here. We, we may have had to trans trans to oh, let's see. Done with video. Alright, here we go. Uh, let's oh. see. Oh. Are we in? Are we in? Are we in? Sorry, we're trying to join him back. I've I've got hey, there he is. All right, so do I hang up this phone call now? So we'll finish it like this. We can, Adam. Uh, I don't know what happened. I think my, my 
I lacked all of the Sorry about that. Are you <laughs> <laughs> Can't hear you. There it is. Clearly, we're professionals. Jesus Christ. But, um, but no, sorry, sorry, uh, rated JG audience. <laughs> oh no, then he's gone again. <laughs> he just fucking joined back and it's gone. All right, let me get him back on the phone real quick. Did I lose you again? Yes, I was going to say, damn, right when you got back on. Okay, so I can still see you talking, but I'm hearing you through my phone. Yeah, I can hear you too. Like, I'm normal. All right, well, I think that's the the podcast guy telling us that we need to wrap this up. So it's been been, uh, – we got our full breakdown. So just to kind of recap, we've got JDS and Game. We both chose Game. Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland and uh, Jacare. We both chose Kevin Holland, BFW boy. Then we've got Moicano or Moicano, whatever, and Physio. That's the first one that we split on. You've got Moicano or Moicano, whatever his name is, and I've got Physio. Then El Kukui, Charles Oliveira. We both going, can't, you gotta go El Kukui. He's, that, that's, that's, that's what my heart says. And last but not least, the main event. I think we're both going. I don't know what your official pick is. What is it? Um, honestly, my official pick is going to be Davidson Figueroa. I mean, yes, sir. God it's of just War. Gonna, it's just going to be. It's just going to have to be. I like Brandon Moreno. I like the fight that he had before, but mm-hmm. I think with you know, Davidson Figueroa is a real deal. Holyfield. Yeah, he is for sure. He's gonna. I promise you, he will be that. He will be that guy in that division for a long, long time. So, all right, guys. I very much appreciate y'all stopping by and uh, sticking with us through. I know that we lost probably a lot of you halfway through that, but that's all good uh, because fight, fighting is not for everybody, but it is for us. And, um, yeah, I, I appreciate y'all sticking with us this long. So, Russell, I will give you a chance now to tell everybody where can they find you, where can they listen to you, where can they befriend you. Uh, well, you can befriend me on all kinds of social media platforms if you just look at look for the name Russell Brown. But um, if you're looking for the podcast, you can always find the podcast of Loud and Opinionated with Russ on Spotify, uh, I or what is it, Apple Podcast. Um, we're also on Google Podcast. Um, you can also find it on Facebook, Twitter, and on the Instagram. Uh, I typically try to put out an episode about once a week on a Thursday. Uh, and I will tell you this, if you don't like it, I don't care. But I I will be grateful that you tuned in for the amount of time that you did. There you go. Awesome. Well, yeah, that, I'll, I'll link all of his stuff, well, as much as I can in the show notes. Um, I'll tag him in this whenever I post it. I don't know if it's going to go up um, tomorrow or the next day. I work late and I'm tired and editing sucks. So we'll see how this goes. And I don't, depending, this is my first Zoom one that I've done. I used to use Squadcast. So I don't know how this is going to turn out as far as video and audio is concerned. But I think it will be okay. So I'll figure it all out. I'll get it posted up one way or the other. Um, once again, thank you all for stopping by. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and leave us a review, both me and Loud and Opinionated and YFB Network. 
But Russell, thank you for your time, brother. I appreciate you stopping by. No, man, I appreciate it. It was damn fun.